What's up, man? What's up, baby? Oh, are we live? We're live. We're ready. Are you ready for the holidays? Heck yeah, dude. That's like my favorite time of year. Really? I'm like, I'm weird. I'm not like the biggest like traditional Christmas guy. Like I hate, I hate Christmas movies, honestly. And then I don't like love Christmas music or anything, but I just love like this time of the year. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's just because vacation. <laughs> I don't know. Mm. Not, but yeah, 2023 is coming to an end too. It's been a good year. It's went by pretty quick, huh? It's been a good year. Yeah. A lot has happened this year. Yeah. I'd say it's like the first real year we've had without like COVID and stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, because 22 still had some lingering stuff. And What do you think about whenever you think about 23? Like, what is it that is like significant? Yeah, like the year to find it. Yeah. I think pro- whenever I think of 23, I think of AI. That's true. I mean, yeah, it's been around for a little bit, but this year it just has exploded mm-hmm. and had a bunch of press around it. Yeah. So that's probably how it'll be labeled, maybe 23 AI. You know, you know what a lot of people don't know about also? So obviously it's Christmas break. Like we're going to just chill and have fun on this pod. So I feel like whatever we want to go with. But dude, one thing that's like kind of relevant honestly is so chat gpt which started this whole ai movement you're talking about they were started by a company called OpenAI. Mm-hmm. did you hear what happened with OpenAI? ai mm-hmm. dude it's crazy so the ceo of OpenAI got fired all of the sudden by the board and then like 150 of their top employees mm-hmm. were like I'm leaving too. Yeah, yeah I, I read that. Yeah, and like they don't know what's gonna happen. Well, didn't they bring him back? That just shows you though, like the power in treating people right. Then you become immune to some bureaucratic corporation. You know what I mean? It's like, well, he treated 150 people really, really well yep. to the point that they're willing to, you know, do something different, and maybe even more risky to support that individual. So it's like in anything we do, we can't get lost in the, just the bureaucratic, just kind of like, it's real simple. Yeah, He probably just treated people really well. And he was probably inspirational and passionate and all those things. Yeah. It's a cool thing to see when like you have these people who are leaders and when they go, everyone else goes, Mm -hmm. that is a true leader. Mm -hmm. They will, I mean, because you know some of those people threw away huge salaries yeah, just out of loyalty, which is cool. I know. So. They brought him back. Yeah. Is that facts? Did you research it? Which is, yeah. What's his name? Sam Altman. Sammy. Yeah, and he's like a younger dude. How old is he? curly-headed, I think. Is he a curly-headed curly, bad boy? Curly hair? I think he has curly hair, dude. Um, he's 38 years old. Huh. So pretty young for CEO of yeah. the company. Kind of early. Okay, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. It's not like I was thinking. He yeah. Was, he, yeah. Where'd he go to? Does he have training, like education? I think MIT, right? Oh, really? I think he went to MIT. I'm trying to remember. Stanford. Oh, Stanford. Ooh. Yeah. Most do that start yeah, billion-dollar companies. companies. I'm telling you. Yeah. It's like 
step one of being successful. Yeah. Drop out. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm here for it. You know, Elon didn't. He actually went to business school. He continued on, which I was shocked. You know, you know, yesterday, so this is fresh news yesterday. Pull this up, but Elon Musk is funding a new university in Austin that's going to be focused on kind of more relevant college information, technology, AI. Really? It's really interesting. Really? He donated $100 million towards starting it, right? Did that just come out? Yeah. I haven't heard that. 20 hours ago. Your boy's on it. Dang, uh, you got those alerts, dog. Oh, heck yeah. Especially the Elon alerts, dude. I'm, I'm kind of on the Elon train. He also released Something. a new robot that can clean your house and walk around. And it's like 20 grand, too. Like, y'all should get one for the office, dude. <laughs> it's not even that. I swear people would come just to see it. Mm. They'd be like, except I'd, I'd be scared it's going to turn and kill everyone or something. Yeah, we need people like him, though. Oh, yeah. You know, I like too how he's not, you can't tell him what to think. Mm-hmm. I mean, did you see him on the New York Post thing the other day? Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. he doesn't fit in a box of any side. I know. And I love that. I know. That's what we need. I, I know. Need people who aren't just like signing up for one of two ways of thinking. Yeah. He's going to tell his truth, right or wrong, you know, but. I'm glad he's willing to do that. Mm-hmm. Even on social issues, which I know it gets him in trouble, but like he just doesn't know any other way. Yeah. When he like, it seems like he genuinely cares. Like one of my favorite things he said um, at the New York or yeah, the posts like thing is he said, he said, I'm not about perception. All these other companies mm-hmm. are about perception. Oh, we're saving the environment. We're saving the world. Perception. It's like, I'm about reality. I mm-hmm. built an electric car company. I built solar panels that are used on roofing. Like, he's like, I, I'm about more than just saying. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that is so legit. Mm-hmm. He's like, he follows up with what he says. He yeah. really does. Yeah. No, 100%. He said, I'm going to release a truck that can haul whatever and all that stuff. And, no one believed him. And now a cyber truck that's bulletproof just released yeah. last week. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. It's we, interesting because like he doesn't care what people think. And right here it said it's a weakness to want to be liked is what he said. Yeah. Yeah. He said it's a weakness to want to be liked. And that is strong. It is true though. hundred percent. No, that's, that's like, it goes back to that herd mentality though. Like, he is very comfortable standing out on his own and he's not getting any sort of like reinforcements from people the, outside of himself. He's getting reinforcements from data and like understanding what makes people's lives easier, very just practical and how can it benefit mankind? Mm-hmm. That's where his reinforcements come from, which is pure. Yeah. It's yeah, he, he's so cool that he's really wanting to benefit mankind, like you said. Like, mm-hmm. he genuinely cares about just making the world, not even, like, the U.S., like, the whole world a better place. Yeah. You know, I think he carries the gift of brilliance and genius as a responsibility. 
You know, and it makes you wonder how many people are out there just as smart, just like playing Nintendo and eating Doritos. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I mean? And Elon is like, hey, I have this thing. I got to I gotta leverage it. I got to help mankind, which yeah, is cool. Grinding. I know. I mean, he's running. He's running. An, I mean, I can name most of them. He's doing a brain chip that's apparently going to eventually be able to make people who are blind see and be able to walk and all this stuff by reconnecting some things that go wrong in your brain. He's working on Tesla, the number one electric car company in the world that no one is able to Dude, The other day he was so confident in it. He grabbed the architecture plans for the batteries he built for Tesla and Mm. he sent them to Ford and GM and all these companies to help them. Yeah. Because he wants them to be better. Yeah. And then he's running SpaceX, the first ever time that we've been able to shoot rockets to the moon. Someone the other day was like, why did America stop doing that? Why are we going to corporations? NASA spent, can you see what NASA spent on the space project versus SpaceX? I think they've spent one one hundredth of what NASA spent. Mm -hmm. Like, because he decided this is really expensive. How about we land the rockets? And when they asked him about it, he said, yeah, I saw it in a movie and thought, why couldn't we do that? And I'm like, what? Mm-hmm. He watched a movie and decided mm-hmm. to recreate that. So SpaceX, they launched it with $62 million versus NASA estimated was $1 billion. Yeah. What? Yep. $1 billion versus $62 million. Well, no wonder our taxes are what they are. Yeah, exactly. You know? It shows when the government tries to spend money, they don't always do it the most efficient no, way. No. So they got to charge charge us for that one. But yeah, you know what? 2023, I think I figured out from just what we just talked about. I think it was the year of slowing back down. Because ever since COVID, it was this just chaos, like, Everything was going so quick. The real estate market was fast. Mm-hmm. The housing market was going so fast. Stock market, crypto, everything. Life was just moving fast. Mm-hmm. And this is the first year. And it kind of freaked people out mm-hmm. because they're like, whoa, whoa. But honestly, it was kind of just what every other year before COVID. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It didn't even end up being as bad as people were. Like people thought the sky was falling for a little bit. I know. I know. I think that's probably accurate. It kind of, we kind of settled back in, you know, which it was chaotic before COVID and it's always going to be chaotic. But I think you're right. It's not as hysteric. Mm-hmm. I mean, even yesterday, the, didn't the Fed come out and say, like, mm-hmm. inflation's doing great? We're going to kind of keep monitoring it. But it's below the, what we were even expecting. Inflation's coming down. They've made some progress. And this is the second report that we've seen on it. And so they actually came out in their minutes yesterday and said that they're going to, or they project to lower rates in 24, three times. And so the stock market just went crazy after that. It was up over 500 points. Yeah, I saw the S&P 500 mm-hmm. highest yet. Mm-hmm. And so it looks like the soft landing may actually happen, which is rare. Mm-hmm. And so we would be fortunate being in the real estate business if we could pull that off. It's so cool to see like if you line up the stock market data with them talking, when they say keywords, you can see the spikes. Like, for example, I saw yesterday that he said, 
Oh, he said, I don't think we need to wait on a recession to bring rates down. And the stock market was like, Pal, Pal said that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it just, it's too reactive. It's just, it's kind of ridiculous. Oh, but it's so ridiculous. It was good news, though. Either way, it was good news. It was promising news. And we talked a little bit about that last time. Um, although it was on the very front end. And so we're seeing that that wasn't necessarily an anomaly. That was looking more and more like a trend, which, you know, if we can establish a trend with prices coming down, then they will start lowering rates. So barring a crazy inflation report when the next one's up, We'll see some rate decreases next year. And in Northwest Arkansas, it'll be gangbusters. We already have demand. We've just had a lock in inventory because nobody wants to give up that rate. But rates now, even 30-year mortgages are in the sixes. And so if those continue to come down, if we get around six, two, five, hover around six, if we break six and get into fives, it's going to be gangbusters because people want to sell, but they haven't been able to over the last year because nobody's going to give up a three and a half percent rate for a seven, eight or eight percent rate. Well, now it's 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 loosening things up. They will give up a three and a half, four, four and a half rate for a five point eight five rate because they've been locked in and they've been wanting to move and then your buyers will come out your first time home buyers are now going to be able to get more of a house more financing and with the affordability going up they need all the help they can get and so when these rates come down even just by a point or a point and a half it makes a significant difference in the overall purchase price so that will help create demand especially with those first time home buyers so i have a practical question for you um do you think in nwa Right now, it is a good or bad time for someone to buy a house. I would say it depends on their situation, obviously. The more cash you can put down, the better. Because rates are still, I mean, they're they're actually solid, but they're higher than what they were. And so the more cash you can put down, the better. Um, from just a pure, and so I always like to preface it with that. Like inst- a lot of real estate companies are like, everybody should buy no matter what, buy, buy, buy. But we've got to be as professionals cautious about people's situations, right? So is it a good time to buy? Generally speaking, if you had all the money in the world is what you're asking. Yep. Absolutely. That's what I- and I'll tell you why. Because these prices have went up in a 8% environment, what are they going to do yep. in a five and a half or even a six flat environment? It's going to be crazy in NWA. If they've went up two and a half, three percent 3% in 2003, averaging a 7.75 rate, well, what are they going to do? That's what I'm thinking. Of. What are they going to do? I got in at a 7% rate. I've talked about kind of my home buying journey but it allowed me to get the house for cheaper Mm -hmm. if if these interest rates come down my house is gonna i'm gonna have some equity in my house already and it's been a year you know or it will have been a year so i agree i think it's obviously a personal situation and it really depends on your situation in life 
But I completely agree because I can't imagine this NWA market because we've not seen much of a decline. You said even on that uh, podcast last last time or two times ago when I asked you, are housing prices coming down? You were like, no, no. they're going to keep going up. Mm-hmm. And when the interest rates fall, it's just going to expedite that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think if someone could get in a house right now and has a good situation for it, it might not be a dumb thing. Yeah. A lot of inventory hopefully will be unlocked. And if we can bring more inventory to the market, that will help price appreciation, not just skyrocketing, because we don't want that to happen either. And so we need to unlock some inventory. And so the more inventory that we can flood on the market, although it'll be absorbed, it won't send prices sky high to where the affordability becomes restrictive for a lot of people. NWA kind of reminds me of, so obviously went on my honeymoon to Hawaii and it kind of reminds me of a place like that on a way smaller scale. But in Hawaii, what happened is the locals almost got priced out of their own area, mm-hmm. you know, and NWA is getting, I mean, it's crazy to me. Obviously NWA, you're not landlocked like Hawaii. Mm-hmm. And that's why places like, Pea Ridge and Siloam and Farmington are just blowing up too. Mm-hmm. Um, Cave Springs blowing up. But you do kind of see this where like people who've lived here forever also on the flip. I talked to one of your agents the other day who's like, we lived in the same house for 25 years. We bought it for 20000 and sold it for 900 Yeah, like, right. What? Yeah, so there's that too. <laughs> yeah. But it is a challenge. I mean, you think about it, dude. Your local postal worker or school teacher, um, you know, your hardworking college educated people that may, you know, make 50, 65, 70, whatever a year. And they don't own a house that they can liquidate equity on. It's a problem. You know, it's a problem because they're giving so much to our community I mean, they're educating our kids. They're delivering our mail. They're giving so much. And it really is an issue, at least in my mind, that they can't buy a starter home, you know, for 350 grand in a great location close to their schools. You know, I mean, that's an issue. That's an issue. That's a problem. And so we do need to get mobilized on that. And here's the deal. It's going to take everybody. It's going to take the city, it's going to take brokers, it's going to take developers, it's going to take builders, and the people that want to talk bad about, like, Rosh Coleman, we need Rosh Coleman. Like, come on, like, we need affordable housing. And so, to sit back and just go, oh, I don't like the way that they build houses, there's a bigger issue And that is we need product. And that is allowing people to go into a product, build equity, and actually have the American dream of home ownership. And so it's going to take all of us. And so we're all going to have to accept each individual with some grace, you know, with some grace. The city's going to have to loosen up. I'm not saying that they subsidize a bunch of stuff, but they're going to have to loosen up. Um, And then the builders and developers, you know, they're going to have to focus on a product for the missing middle, which is your teachers and, and that sort of thing. I mean, so hopefully that'll happen. I agree. That's 
And that's kind of the plan that needs to happen. And I agree with the city lightening up thing because I won't name the exact city that this happened in, but I heard uh, these commercial real estate agents the other day and they're working on a big project um, in a city in NWA and they're working with an architecture company out of Kansas City. Mm. And, And I was like, how's the project going? They said, our architecture firm just just dropped us and i was like oh really and they're like yeah they said the uh the city we were trying to get everything approved in was the hardest city they've ever worked with Mm. and they're from kansas city missouri yeah a giant metropolitan so nwa does have that hurdle i feel Mm -hmm. of like the city's almost still being ran like a small little country town in a way when we've scaled to where we're not a little country town yeah yeah i know so it'll be an interesting hurdle. It also, like like we said earlier, the government moves at a way slower pace than the industries and companies of the world. So it's hard for them to keep up with the movement and stuff that's happening right now. Yep. Uh, but on to the holidays. You like Christmas? What's your I, like, I like Christmas. Yeah, I like Christmas. I think it's Christmas. You just don't love the cold, but everything else you love. Correct. That's yeah. Like, if you like Christmas in Hawaii. Yeah. I yeah. Like, yeah. Christmas. I like Christmas and I like what it stands for. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, it's it's such a cool um, tradition, a cool holiday. I love how it brings everyone together. I know. It's like a requirement. Yeah. No one's like, hey, are we going to do Christmas? Like, you know, with Thanksgiving and stuff, everyone's like, are we going to do yeah. Thanksgiving with everyone? Yeah. Christmas, it's kind of like, if we got people, we're doing it. I love Christmas. I, I, You know, I, when I think about it, like I work and I love to work and I love to do business. But really, my motivation for doing that is to, yeah, make a difference and create change. But, bro, at the end of the day, like, I'm just trying to do it so I can spend time with my family, you know, mm-hmm. and kind of be around my family. And so Christmas, I mean, that's it. You know, it's like all the distractions go away. We hunt and just, like, eat and just hang out with family, which is the move for me. Like, that's where I'm So what's your happiest? tradition? Like, tell me your what y'all do kind of just broadly. Like, do you guys have a specific thing? Like every Christmas we do this. I mean, we're, our family is just kind of wild. You know what I mean? We're not like a sweater vest. Like everybody sit around and tell your favorite Christmas carol. You're like Cousin Eddie from the. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of always off script. What we doing. Yeah. It's kind of always just off script. But one thing that there's a uh, Christmas gun hunt. And so that opens up for deer season. We always go Arkansas. I know we always go. So that's, that's the move, but we go heavy on uh, apple cider and those little cinnamon sticks. Do you know about those cinnamon sticks? No, bro. Oh wait, like the little ones. Yeah. The little brown ones. You put them in the apple cider. Yeah. So we go heavy. We get a little dark on those sometimes. You know what I mean? Just like overdo it the night before. And then we always on Christmas morning, one thing, Sarah Boyce, she does a scavenger hunt, even though the kids are old. 
Oh, that's sick. Yeah, it is sick. And she's really like fun about it and like gives clues and stuff. And so they run around the house and look for stuff, which is fun. That's you know what I mean? It's just like, I don't know. I guess we do a little, a, a few things like that. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. Like that. That's a good little tradition, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. I, so our, ours goes something like, it's actually kind of a funny one. So we always do Christmas at my grandparents in central Arkansas, which is, it's nice. I've always kind of been like, man, I'd love to be an NWA for Christmas, but there is something nice about getting away um, and not having like any sort of thought of work or anything. It feels like a vacation. But what's funny is we always do it at my grandma's. We wake up and in the morning we have homemade chocolate gravy. Have you ever had? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Dude, my grandma makes some mean chocolate gravy. I believe that. You've never had it and you're just watching the podcast. It sounds gross because you're thinking of like greasy flour gravy. But think more of like just chocolate sauce. Yeah. It's amazing. You put it on a biscuit or whatever. I mean, it could literally go on anything. Yeah. You just need a vessel for it. Just a straw. Yeah. Like you can just drink. Yeah. So we'll do that. We'll open gifts and then we will kind of hang around. The chocolate gravy is like, it's like taking freaking Benadryl though. Like you can barely get through the gifts and you're like trying to stay awake. (laughs) That's sugar. Uh, But then what we'll do is we always have like a huge bonfire with all the cousins. My grandpa will make just a giant bonfire. Um, one year he literally lit the whole field on fire. Fire departments came from three counties over. It was amazing. Really? Oh, it was a Christmas to remember. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That's a good Christmas. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's pure. Mm -hmm. Do y'all watch movies? Like, so like I said, Christmas movies, Christmas movie person, but I think it's cause it's cause I'm such a big movie person on So it kind of ruins Christmas movies for me because they're not as high quality production. They don't care to put as much money into them because they don't make much money. And so for me, it's harder to watch them. Yeah. But favorite Christmas movie, I've got to go with The Grinch. And it feels like The Grinch this year is like a trend. Really? It's like made a comeback. People are dressing like The Grinch. I see more kids now with The Grinch shirts on than Santa shirts on. I'm like, what's happening? Yeah, yeah. I've always really identified with Kevin. You know, alone. Do yeah, setting booby traps on adults. I feel like that's every kid's dream. Honestly, it's like, oh, I would so, I would so get them. I mean, think about it, dude. You're all by yourself. You're in a freaking mansion, and you're setting booby traps on two bad guys, and you're winning. And you're 11. Like, I mean, that's his, that's the pinnacle. That's as good as it gets. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I love the part in that movie with, like, she, the mom's on the plane. And then she, like, has the yeah. And she just screams. Yeah. Oh, that is such a funny. What movie. about that neighbor, dude, with the um, shovel? Do you remember the old man? Uh, who like creeps around and yeah, stuff. Like the old dude. And he turns out being good. Mm-hmm. He turns out being super nice. Yeah. That's, There's a lot of good little points in that movie. I agree. That you know? Great. And it's a very creative movie. Very. The movie traps were so creative. Was the pigeon lady in the first one? Or, no, she was in the second one. Yeah. It, it, honestly, it's impressive too. Like Christmas movies, 
of any movie too, like the Home Alone series is impressive that it was able to make good sequels. Because mm-hmm. a lot of movies, A-list movies, will fail at the yep. Yep. So it's impressive that they were able, I mean, because you just can't get tired of it. Like they could do a remaster right now. I know. Remake one and everyone would love it. Yeah. So, yeah, that's that movie is fantastic. Do you have a favorite? So Apple Cider is your favorite like Christmas? Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. With the cinnamon stick. That's part of it. Yeah. Gotcha. It's not the same without it. Just like eating the cinnamon stick, uh-huh. crunching on a little bit, like the grit. Yeah, you can use it as a straw. Actually, it doubles for a straw. <laughs> yeah. You have a favorite like Christmas dessert? Mm. You know, probably I gotta get on that pecan. Oh, we big people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's but, fair. I feel like that's such a southern thing too. Yeah, it probably is. But. It's pretty good. Oh, I gotta, I gotta stick with that pecan. My grandma always makes like homemade bonbons. Interesting. And they're really good. I believe they're that. Dangerous. I believe she that. Has peanut butter ones and coconut ones. Uh. So, oh, it's so good, and the, it's dangerous because they're like bites. How did you find out about Santa Claus? Oh, that's a great question. Okay, this one's funny. This one's really funny. So, I'd say I was like a pretty intelligent little kid just because I was uh, able to read at a young age. and fast. You've always just been curious with yeah. life. I was yeah. very curious. Yeah. Well, I was raised in church and all that, and uh, I figured out at a young age, okay, my parents prioritized Jesus more than anything, so I can always use that as leverage, <laughs> which is horrible. Yeah. So... Uh, when I was six years old, it was December something, like early December, and I look at my mom and I go, is Santa Claus real? And she goes, yes. And I go, well, is Santa Claus real like Jesus is real? Ooh. I can't put Santa Claus You were bro. And so she goes, do not tell your brother. <laughs> That's that yeah. curly-headed brain. That's impressive. So I was six years old, figured out. So I don't even remember a time of thinking Santa Claus was real. Oh that's, my what, that's why like, I figured out about that story. Because I was like, if I never believed in Santa Claus, my mom would be like, because you were six years old. Yeah. Ruined it. Yeah. So here's what I do, though, for Christmas that everyone hates me for, and I can't help it. But I will guess every gift that I get. Are you pretty, your accuracy rates high? Very. I yeah. Didn't used to do it on purpose. But like I would like grab a gift and I knew what I like had mentioned for the Yeah, world. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I'd grab the gift and I'd look at my brother and I'd whisper, like, All right, this is a new PlayStation. Yeah. And then open it to PlayStation. And I, we've got through the whole Christmas and my brother at my grandma's goes, He just got them all right. And I was like, I had seen like their receipt or whatever a while ago for a few and I had guessed some easy ones, but they were really impressed. So now every year they're like, what is it? Yeah. It's turned into cans in my thing. Nice. Down and like, that's a fun tradition. It is. It is. They're like trying to trick me. Yeah. So, so what is the, the gift for this year? Like, what does everybody want? That's true. Do you know? My son got red light panels, like infrared therapy. That's what he wanted. That's a big one in the health world. Right? Okay. That's is a- there a is there one that's just like everybody wants? Like the, like the 
the Ugg slippers, like the platform Ugg slippers. Oh, the Ugg slippers for the girls? Oh, okay. Like if you're trendy, you have to. How much are they? So for anyone who couldn't hear, Riley said the Ugg slippers for the girls. How much are they? Buck twenty five. You are you buying? Do you wear socks? Do you wear socks with them? I think some people do. Is that the move? Totally Christmas shopping for SB right now. <laughs> He's like, can you send me that link? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't know. The the kids always have their trends that are really heavily bought. Yeah. Um, I feel like consoles like Xboxes and Playstations always do really good at Christmas, especially with the whole supply thing where they're keeping them limited at yeah. Christmas every year, which is such a stupid strategy. But they intentionally throttle. Oh, they're sold out. Oh. Dude, we're such like herd animal consumers. I remember back in the day, the big gift one year was a freaking Elmo dog. Or not dog, Elmo doll. <laughs> and it was called Tickle Me Elmo. Look that shit up. And dude, everybody wanted it. And I was just like, I couldn't understand it. Like, why would you want a Tickle Me Elmo? And so apparently they had like started to run out of them. You know what I mean? And so it's like, oh, if they're going to run out, I got to get one. I got to get one. And it created just this like panic about it. for Tickle Me Elmo. And people were paying like 500 bucks. And I just remember thinking something's wrong with us. Dude, you know, way worse. You might have tracked that one. But dude, a freaking Elmo doll with TikTok, bro. The trends that will be made around something so stupid. So, for example, I'm about to offend so many women. I mean, I think I could I could talk politics and people would get less offended. But Stanley Cups are literally just a trend. I mean, like, yes, they're an okay cup or whatever. They have a handle and a straw, and they're high quality. Even RG's over here, like she's defending it, dude. She's like, "Don't mess with my identity." They get bought and resold for a cup. People are buying them, selling them out, and then marking them up and reselling. Is it all about the supply? Do they act like they don't have enough supply? No, they have so many. They. But it's the aesthetic of it. It's the aesthetic. A group literally got in a car accident. The car was on fire. But the Stanley still had... Yes, I saw that. She's a victim, bro. She's been got. She's talking about how it's justified because she got in a car wreck and it still had ice in it. You're a victim. Listen, listen. Don't be... Don't fall into the herd mentality. (laughs) All right. So for everyone at home, because they can't hear Archie, she was saying that the reason the Stanley Cup is validated is because that girl got in the fire. I'll put the clip here inside of this clip showing you. She got on fire. Car got on fire. She walks up to the Stanley, and there's still ice in it. But tell me this, okay? Why do you need a cup to survive a car fire? Don't you have bigger problems? Thank you. (laughs) That's what I I mean. Get you an igloo, and frankly, there's probably going to be ice up in there. Or get you one of those off-brand Yetis from Walmart. I'm just—I'm not saying it's a bad cup. It is—it is 
a great like take. Oh sure, yeah. There are a million other. Yeah, but it's all about Stanley, cause dude, I know people. My mom spent eighty bucks on one, and yes, I'm calling her out. She spent eighty dollars on one because the color had sold out, so she had to buy a second party. Eighty dollars on a cup, dude. Yeah, dude, I got a, a new water bottle though. It's called Clearly Filtered, and it filters out. Did you see mine? I saw it on. Is that a? And it fill so I got a new water bottle, clearly filtered. It filters out fluoride and all the stuff associated with it. And so I have totally changed my energy levels. I'll tell you how: methylated vitamins. Your body can't break down certain vitamins. So the methylated version, it's already broken down. So your body can absorb it. Methylated vitamins, cold, cold, cold showers, like super cold showers, twice a day. Okay. No more dip. No more caffeine after like 10. Right. And then obviously diet. And then if you can put in some red light therapy, in the winter, whenever you don't have UVA or UVB, like that for me has totally increased my energy levels. I used to get really sleepy at like two o'clock. Now I'm game until like 830. Okay. And it's Gary Brecca that put me on all this stuff. He's like, and he is right now. Is he? Yeah. Well, my son told me about him. So Your I went probably on him before. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because he's more recently become one because all the celebrities and I, here's the deal about herd mentality, kind of tying it in with Gary Brecka. Sometimes you just have to be smart about it and be willing to, like for Elon Musk, mm. I'm an Elon fanboy. I like Elon Musk a lot. Yeah. I'm also willing to dump Elon Musk the minute he does something sideways. Yeah, know? of course. And because I'm not just following him blindly. Yeah. In the same way. There's guys like Gary Brecka who they're a trend. So you don't need to just like, oh, he's a trend. I'm going the opposite direction. He might be right. He's got a few things that are really good. Mm -hmm. You know, he's got a few. Hydrogen water too. Hydrogenated water. Yeah. Yeah. I don't go so deep or too far. I just kind of think, well, I'll take some of the high level surface stuff and check it, test it. And if it works, I'll stick with it. You know, that simple. hundred percent. hundred percent. You know, my son, I believe in biohacks. I truly believe in biohacks. When he was 14, he got diagnosed with ADD. They wrote him high levels of Adderall. Okay. He had literally, dude, like D's and C's. He's brilliant. D's and C's. He took that Adderall, bro. He decided it was not for him. And he's always he's like you, like he's he's his own thinker. And so he did a bunch of research. True story. He gets he got up early. He always got out in the sun. I know we've talked about that. Then he bought one of those 55 gallon drums, just gangster for like 20 bucks. We fill it up with ice and cold water, cold plunge. OK, then he wouldn't drink any caffeine until like. 10 o'clock, he would work out and then engage his school because he did homeschool. And I'm not even capping. The last four semesters, he made all A's. And he's never taken Adderall since. And that's a true story. I believe it. I mean, I love the the ice bath thing changed my life. Really? I started doing it. It was the amount of, I struggle with stress and the amount of stress that instantly 
Mm-hmm. I mean, some of it makes sense because it's kind of like if you take an ice bath, that's the worst thing you will do that day. <laughs> I mean, I'm very uncomfortable. It is yeah. Uncomfortable. Yeah. And so it kind of builds this like anything else that happens to me today is so small mm-hmm. compared to that. Ice mm-hmm. bath. But I completely agree. There's some biohacks. I mean, like God gave us everything we need to survive on this planet. And my brother was living proof of that. We adopted a kid from Nigeria. I think I've talked about that. But dude, when he got here, he had a headache once for the first time, like a few months after getting here. He's like, my head hurts really bad. And he spoke in his language and we like couldn't understand what mm-hmm. he's asking for. He was like, I need, and then it was some Nigerian word. We were like, uh, ibuprofen. <laughs> and so we start grabbing medicines and he's like, no, no, no. So then he types the word, so we translate it. And it was a type of root. It was a type of root. And in Nigeria, it would dig up this root. When you had a headache, Mm -hmm. drop it in some hot water, make a tea, instantly cures you. Yeah, yeah. But in America, we're like, oh, we'll do some chemical. Yeah. And, dude, I started looking into that. And there's people who literally, like, travel to Africa to get this root to cure migraines. Well, that's the thing. There's a lot of solution out there, but as Americans, we just want to go drug first. You know, European nations don't even allow pharmaceuticals to run advertisements. That's just the U.S. with Purdue Pharma and all these things that have happened. You would think we'd learn our lesson, but we all want the easy way. It's like, why not just take an Adderall? Versus getting up, getting sun, getting an ice bath, not having caffeine till a certain time, exercising, and then meditating and doing some other things to calm your brain. Well, that's hard, right? That's not the easy path. And I know sometimes there's realities that we can't always do those particular things, but there are a lot of things that we can do. And I just think we have to have the mindset of trying trying to do what you can from a natural biohack uh, food schedule thing before we go, boom, pill first. Mm-hmm. You know, and I just think that's a mentality that's going to have to change. And I think a lot of our kind of reliance on chemicals could probably go down. I know some medication is really good and really valuable. I'm not saying that, sure. but I just think we shouldn't be so quick to want to hit the easy button with it. Agreed. And I think also the age thing, dude, you know how many kids I went to high school with that were on ADHD medicine and big prescriptions? And I'm like, you're 16, 17. Yeah, 18. I know. This is sad. Yeah. One of my one of my best buddies, this is the last thing I'll say is, he uh, he used to pop melatonin all the time. His mom used to give him melatonin every night because he was like an annoying kid. Dude, that dude has to take six or seven melatonin to just get tired-ish. Mm-hmm. He struggles with sleep. Bad. Yeah. Melatonin is a natural chemical that you produce, your body produces on your own. And so once you, well, just like serotonin and dopamine and all those, but once you start playing with those chemicals artificially, then it tells your body naturally, like, you know, you don't have to make as much. And so sometimes that'll happen, you know, when you overdo a medication. I agree. All right. Last thing for both of us. So what's the vibiest thing to do or best thing to do for Christmas time in NWA, or let's say like someone has family come in. What's the, uh, 
What's something they should like bring their family to Northwest Arkansas Christmas themed? You go. I have a few too. Hmm. It's a good question. You want me to go first so you can kind of think of something? Give me one. Give me one. All right. So first off, our our downtowns look absolutely amazing this time of year. Downtown Fayetteville, now downtown Bentonville's going really, really, really good. I've not seen downtown Springdale this year, but I assume they're going to start doing some stuff. At least, if not this year, next year. They are. They have. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, Rogers has some cool stuff. I mean, you could literally hit a different downtown every night. Yeah. Is does downtown Benville have it popping? Oh yeah. Because Fayetteville, you could go to downtown Fayetteville, bro, and ride a camel and ride like miniature ponies. I'm telling you, look it up. Oh, absolutely. You could straight up ride a camel, dude, like a wise man bearing gifts in downtown Fayetteville. And then they had like horses and the lights are incredible. So does Benville have their game at that level? working on it okay they're getting leveling up every year it used to literally be a thing where they put like lights on four of the trees and now there were lights on everything mm. um bentonville is probably better for adults if you're an adult centered yeah you can go to uh under the preacher's son the restaurant there mm-hmm. there's a bar called the undercroft yep and it is vibing. Really? They put trees and lights hanging and snow in there. I mean, it's crazy. What do you do down there? It sounds like a little bad boy shady place. You could like do some illegal activity. No, it's actually no? like really preppy. Oh, uh, okay. You need a reservation to go. To <laughs> yeah. The okay. Is it underground? Yeah. It's like, oh, it's sick. Yeah. Go. I mean, like, it's just a really cool little. Have you been to the Undercroft? Yeah, it's really cool. Do they have food? Uh, I don't. They. I think they have some appetizers, but it is. Is it pop? It pops in there. It's crazy. Really, it's really cool. Yeah. Wow. It's really cool. I need to check that out. I guess Fayetteville has the holiday bar called Holidays. Ten point. Ten point. Nice. Yeah, it's like the pop up bar. Yeah, yeah. So Pinpoint's like a pop up bar in Fayetteville, and they only serve like, like. Christmas themed cocktails like the yeah. apple cider drink that's pretty good and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, Northwest Arkansas though has some really fun stuff to do for Christmas. The downtowns with your family, heavy coats, little kids, hot apple cider or hot chocolate with Christmas music in the background, and a few animals here and there. Mm-hmm. Like miniature ponies and some camels yeah, if you with lights. Table, you can get everything. In. That's the move. Yeah. yeah. You can eat at Hugo's. Then you can walk around the square, get to grab a hot chocolate at one of the little food trucks. Yeah. Jam and Java's. Jam and Java's is there. Yeah. You I'm could crash. Ride yeah. down for a little bit. Call it a night. Yeah. You may even just freaking keep going. Go up Mount Sequoia. You know what I'm saying? Up by that cross. Yeah. And kind of look at the stars in a robe. So... So I do have to tell this story about Fayetteville because it's so funny. I don't want to just, I mean, I might cut this because I don't want to make people not go to Fayetteville. And, you know, this is just life. So they'll understand. But, dude, one of my guys I work with, he said he went on a date the other day, his first date, and he went to the Fayetteville Lights in downtown Fayetteville. <laughs> he said the Santa there that sings yeah. was hammered. What? He was going like, 
Oh, Christmas tree. <laughs> oh, Christmas. And like falling asleep. Can you put, do we have a video? I don't think I do. If I do, I'll link it in the clip. Okay, I bet. Dude, it, he said it was so embarrassing. He's like, and that's why my uh, Christmas dates will now be going to Bentonville. Yeah. <laughs> so funny. And obviously, I mean, I would love it. I'd be like, this is just awful. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> a drunk baby. Santa. Yeah. yeah. But man, that's too much eggnog. Dude, facts. Yeah. Dude, had too many cookies. Passing out. Yeah. Well, That'd be, well Merry Christmas. Merry Happy Christmas to you. Dude, yeah. Exciting. I guess when we're back here, it'll be 24. I'm excited about 24. Me too. And we're all just like fortunate to live here in Northwest Arkansas. Yeah. I usually spend the rest of these, like the rest of December, literally just looking over what what happened in 23 yeah. and what do I want to do? Yeah. Yep. So I think in 24, our podcast will be very... What's going to happen in end of Forward looking. Yeah. All right, bet. I'm in on that. It'll be sick. Maybe RG will make a guest appearance face this time. I think that's happening. We're at least getting her a mic. Yeah. 